Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn how an ancient yeast is changing craft beers, why scientists use hypnosis to alter people's memories, and a way to measure how well you deal with your emotions. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Cody, do you like craft beer? Everybody likes craft beer in Chicago. Sure. What's your favorite style? Oh, I don't know. Really? I, I can never remember what hoppy even means. Wow. I'm really bad. This is like your thing with apples. Like, I'm, you don't know what apples taste it's like. It's true. No, I know I like Green Line and a couple Goose Island varieties. All right. Those are local to Chicago. That's nice. Yeah. Goose yeah. Island Goose Island Green Line? Yeah. Green Line Green Line is a pale ale. But not an India pale ale. No. But it is a little hoppy. I don't really have a favorite, but there's some good ones. I think this Flemish red ale that comes in a, like a black bottle. Oh, that one's amazing. It tastes like balsamic vinegar. But like if balsamic vinegar was made into a beverage that tastes good. Wow. Yeah. That's really intense. Yeah. And specific. <laughs> right. Well, that's what it tastes like. So we know not everyone drinks alcohol, but there's actually a lot of science that goes into stuff like fermentation and brewing and all the other chemistry behind beer and wine and everything else in the liquor store. So that's why we wrote about Brettanomyces today. It's an ancient yeast that winemakers want nothing to do with, but beer makers do. But let's back up. So small batch craft beer is all the rage. But do you know how it's actually made? It's actually pretty simple. You start with a starch, usually a grain like barley, and then you add some hops, which is a flour, and boiling water, and later you add yeast. There are a lot of different starches and hops and yeasts, so that's why there are so many different craft beers out there. There are just so many possible combinations of ingredients. So take yeasts. Those use sugar from the starches as energy, and they leave behind important stuff like alcohol, carbon dioxide, and flavor. So yeasts are pretty central to beer brewing and to winemaking. Which brings us back to Brettanomyces. It's kind of an intimidating yeast. There's a phrase I never thought I'd say. But seriously, Brettanomyces is unlike the carefully cultivated varieties that you'll usually find in regular beer. It's known as a wild yeast because it grows naturally on fruit skins and can be found floating around in wine and beer making environments entirely by accident. This yeast acts similarly to other yeast that you use to make beer, but it can either taste really good or wreak havoc on the final product. The problem is that it's a slowly fermenting yeast. That means it takes a while to start working and it's hard to know when to stop letting it ferment. Flavors associated with Brettanomyces range from funky and a little tart to having aromas of stinky feet and sweaty horse blanket. That's a quote. It's also hard to control, but if you're a brewer that's up for it, you can make some really creative beers with the stuff. You can find it most commonly in styles like Lambic, Goose, Saison, and Flemish Red Ale, which is the one I mentioned at the beginning. Just let us know whether it tastes perfectly tart or falls more into the smelly feet category. Or maybe even your curiosity has limits. Yeah, the science of this stuff is pretty thorough. And you can take it really far. And if you want to look in the show notes, I'll put a link to the full podcast interview we did with Brian Davis from Lost Spirits Distillery in California. He figured out a way to change the chemical properties of rum to age it 20 years in just six days using chemistry that he taught himself. And his story is really, really fantastic. Again, check the link in the show notes for that. But yeah, this alcohol thing, I guess. It's taken off. It's going to be big. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? It was only my favorite movie in college. Wait, really? Yeah, I love that movie. I like it a lot. It's underrated in my personal life because I should watch it every couple years and I haven't. Yeah, it's it's good. Well, the movie has Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet as ex-partners who have had each other erased from their memories so they don't have to relive their painful shared past. That's the plot if you haven't seen it. 
And scientists have used hypnosis to alter people's memories in a new study. This is a thing that is happening now, kind of like in that movie. Probably not as dramatic, but kind of like it. And this could be big news for people who have suffered from serious trauma like abuse or war. Researchers in Moscow used hypnosis to alter memories of subjects, and according to their new study, that helped subjects experience less anxiety. So what do we mean when we say alter a memory, though? Let's say you've got a deep fear of public speaking. You remember this one time you went up to speak and something embarrassing happened, like maybe you froze up and forgot your next line or somebody threw a tomato at you or something. Well, researchers would take that memory and make it positive. So like instead of forgetting your lines, you get a new memory where you get a standing ovation at the end of your speech and then your crush like totally wanted to go on a date with you because you did such an awesome job. For this study, researchers did stuff like that in two different types of memory modification. One group of participants met with researchers every week for three weeks and modified a different memory every time. And another group did the same thing, but while under hypnosis. There were also control groups, and we read about them and all the rest of the details of the study in our full write-up on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. But the takeaway is the participants who had built new memories under hypnosis showed a huge reduction in anxiety even four months after the therapy sessions. They also had the most confusion with which was the real memory and which was the false one out of all the groups. It's kind of interesting. The most real thing about this study is that this could be the first step in finding a real-world cure for some anxiety disorders. And that is really cool. Cody, how well would you say you deal with your emotions? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Usually pretty well, I yeah, think. I think I do, too. Yeah? Yeah. We're always going to see ourselves in the best light, but I like to think that I have good emotional control. So today, we're giving you a way to figure out how well you deal with your emotions. Take the Emotion Regulation Questionnaire. It's on the University of Central Florida's website, and it focuses on two different ways of dealing with emotions, known as reappraisal and suppression. You might actually remember us talking about these topics when we were discussing how to get over a breakup. This is the same thing. So reappraisal is when you reframe a situation to change how it impacts you, like thinking of a performance review as a way to show off your accomplishments instead of being judged. Suppression, on the other hand, happens once you've already felt a feeling. It's like when you go to a bar after a bad breakup to distract yourself from feeling heartbroken. You can read more in our full write-up, but check out the questionnaire to see where you fall. Take the questionnaire before you read the article if you can so you don't change your answers. Of course, take the results with a grain of salt, just like with most online quizzes. But if you see you need some help with your emotion regulation, then that's a good thing. More information about yourself is always helpful. Yeah, you can't work on a problem until you know it's there. Absolutely. You can read today's stories and a lot more on Curiosity.com. And we have some very exciting news. You can now find Curiosity Daily on Spotify. Woohoo! Finally, just open Spotify and search for Curiosity Daily. We're in there. You've been asking for a long time, and we finally got a hold of Spotify to deliver. They're pretty busy over there, believe it or not. One more way to get smarter in just a few minutes. Please tell your friends. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goth. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.